Welcome to the ACO Show, the podcast about the American healthcare system and the people who are trying to make it work better. Today, Josh and I are joined by Dr. Christopher Nunes from Spyglass Primary Care in Melbourne, Florida, and Dr. Maureen Patton, a family and obesity medicine doctor from Pensacola, Florida. They're going to talk about their experiences with a value-based contract with Florida Blue. Yeah, fun conversation. They were both very straightforward and real and enjoyed hearing about both their success with these contracts and, and the benefits of being an independent physician and the, the challenges of being an employed physician. Anything stand out for you, Sean? Yeah, I mean, we started talking about just how value-based contracts work, in particular this one with Florida Blue, but I think they, they couldn't talk about that without talking about what it means to be independent and the challenges of keeping a team together but also the benefits of keeping a team together, both for clinical care, but also quality of life for them as practitioners and for succeeding in contracts like this. Yeah, I hadn't really ever thought about the benefits of staff retention and how that helps patient care. So we'll get into a bit of that. Nice to hear. So let's get to it. We have the pleasure to be joined now by Dr. Christopher Nunez. Uh, of Spyglass Primary Care, which is a part of Medical Associates of Brevard in Melbourne, Florida. And Dr. Nunez is also part of the Allidade Florida Accountable Care Organization. Welcome, Dr. Nunez. Well, hello. Nice to be here today. Why don't we just start level set? Can you tell us about your practice? Uh, sure. I've been a primary care physician in Brevard County for 22 years now. Started here right after residency and have been here ever since. And we are also joined by Dr. Maureen Patton, family physician and obesity medicine specialist in Pensacola, Florida. Welcome to you, Dr. Patton. Thanks so much. If you could tell us about your practice, please. So I'm a family physician. I'm also board certified in obesity medicine. So I have infused that into my practice as well. I practice in a private practice in Pensacola, Florida, and I also serve as a regional medical director for Allidade in Florida and South Carolina. Well, thank you both for being here today. We're here to talk about some real success you both had in a collaboration between your practices, Allidade and Florida Blue for a commercially insured population. My understanding is you outperformed the market in control of diabetes, screening rates for various forms of cancers, increased your patient outreach, reduced hospitalization, reduced visits to the ED, and by making all those improvements generated some shared savings, some of which came back to the practices. Can you talk to us about what the experience of this collaboration was like for you? Dr. Patton, why don't you go first? So taking care of patients has always been sort of a passive practice for physicians. We wait for you to come into our office and make an appointment. And then when you show up, we give you great care. What's always been challenging is knowing who are the patients we're leaving out in the cold, who are the people who haven't been in for care, or who are the people that despite their last visit, they still have aspects of their care that we still need to pay attention to. And so this partnership with Florida Blue has really allowed us to wrap our hands around this population by sharing data with the payer and better understanding the healthcare utilization and the healthcare needs of the population that we're caring for. Dr. Nunes, what was your experience? I had a very positive experience with Allidate over the last couple of years. I feel like the biggest benefit to having Allidate as a partner is the Allidate app which allows us to access information that as a primary care physician, I would not have automatically have access to. Like, when was my patient in the emergency room? When were they in the hospital last? Before I joined Allidade, I had to passively, just like Dr. Patton said, I had to passively wait for them to call me and let me know I've been sick. And I don't have to do that anymore. I have access to information through the Allidade app that allows me to see when they're going to the emergency room, when they're in the hospital, 
I mean, there's a lot of other information too, but that's probably been the biggest source of information for me, um, having access to other data that I wouldn't have had access to without Alidate. Yeah, to ask you both, that data that allows you to be more proactive. Dr. Nunes, why don't you start? How, what do you think your patients actually notice about that? You know, what's their experience like? Well, directly for them, we have protocols set in place so that if a patient should go to the emergency room or should go to the hospital, we actively call them and pursue follow-up visits to find out why were you sick? What's going on? How can we help you? How can we keep you out of the emergency room in the future, out of the hospital in the future? That's probably been the biggest active pursuit that we've done with that information. I mean, there's, there's so much information on the app that, I mean, I could talk about, you could pick any number of things from how many specialists they've seen since the last visit, health maintenance issues, such as when did they get their last mammogram or pap smear, that I would only have had access to those if I actually had a copy of the report, which is no longer the case with Alidate. When I was young, my dentist was a family friend. And whenever I had a dental procedure, he would call the next day to see how I was doing. And it was really very moving. It really touched me, felt like he cared. And, you know, I mattered him as a patient. And I just figured that was how all medical care was. And that was my very last experience with that. I, I haven't had it, haven't had it <laughs> since. Uh, how about you, Dr. Patton? Do you think your patients notice a difference? Absolutely. I think, you know, the fact that we're calling them, they're surprised that we know they were in the hospital, that they were in the emergency room. They figure if we're that concerned about what's going on with their health care, then maybe it really is important for them to pay attention to it. So I think they have been pleasantly surprised at the engagement, not just from myself as the physician, but also from my staff that work with me in the practice that we know so much about them and that we're taking the time to reach out and make sure that they're getting the care that they need. I can understand as clinicians, having more information about your patients must be very satisfying. But can you walk our listeners through in a very granular level? How does having that information translate into fewer of your patients going to the ED or fewer going to the hospital? Because I think that's probably how you generated shared savings. So what are the mechanics at play here? Uh, Dr. Um, Nunes, why don't you go first? Sure. Yeah. Well, Allidate practices a, a core four where it's a combination of looking at people, like when was their last annual wellness visit? When did they come in? Not because they were sick, but because there were things to actively address apart from having a cold or bronchitis or ear infection or whatever. The first thing we focus on are those core four. When were you in for your last just checkup? When did we talk to you about things other than being acutely sick? We look at diagnosis codes. The diagnosis codes may have been generated by previous visits from us, but they could also have come from diagnosis codes outside of our practice, from a specialist, from the hospital, from anyone else. Any code that was entered into Blue Cross or Allidate, we have access to those and see. So it allows me sometimes to see this patient has a diagnosis of an abdominal aortic aneurysm. I don't have any evidence of that on my chart at all. So now I talk to them about it when they come in next time and say, I see that you have this diagnosis. What prompted this? You know, who did you go see? What had happened between the time I saw you last and the time you're showing up now? So, I mean, having that extra data, sometimes that's a lot to weed through, but it also provides us very pertinent information on the patient that I would not have necessarily known. And sometimes the patient doesn't provide to me. Dr. Patton. I would say one of the best examples that I can give you is blood pressure control. So, you know, patients come in and see us in the clinic, their blood pressure's up, we adjust your medication, we tell you to go back out, monitor, come back and see us. But what if you don't? 
And so one of the great things about the Allidate app has been that I can look at my hypertension work list and see who are those patients that had a high blood pressure last time they were in and they haven't come back in. I mean, we do a lot of things in healthcare. We check A1Cs, we do colonoscopies, we do mammograms. But as we all know, hypertension control is probably one of the most significant things that we can pay attention to. I mean, it really reduces the morbidity and mortality for our patients. And so for me, that's a huge one in the older population that I take care of is keeping their blood pressure under control, protecting their kidneys, preventing that heart attack and stroke, keeping them out of the hospital. And that's just one example of the point of care information that I have at my fingertips that I, I didn't used to. And it really helps me quite a bit. Our CEO, Farzad Mosashari, has talked about when people join Allotted to work and the doctors who partner with us, that he's not going to promise us easier work, but he will promise us meaningful work. And Dr. Patton, you mentioned your staff becoming involved. I wonder if they appreciate that, that it's a different kind of work, but do they find it meaningful in a different way? I do. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that when your staff get really engaged with your patients and they get to know your patients as an extender on your team, I have found over time that sometimes the patients would actually rather talk to my staff, actually, than talk to me. And they enjoy that relationship and those conversations. And I think that when my staff are operating at the top of their skill set, that's more meaningful to them than just taking a vital sign and putting a chart, you know, in the door. They want to feel like they're part of that healthcare. And the tools that Allidade brings through the Allidade app into the practice helps everybody from the front of the house to the back of the house. Whether it's my business manager, my schedulers, my front desk folks, my medical assistants, all of them benefit from having that knowledge because it helps us to uplift the care of the patients together. And it takes a lot of work off of me as well as the provider because they're able to now do things for me that allow me to concentrate on the really important medication management and chronic disease management. Dr. Nunes, how about you? How do you talk to your staff about this new team sport? Well, I think everything that Dr. Patton said was absolutely true, but also I've taken the opportunity because just like you talked about the shared savings initially, I let my staff know that I'm going to share the savings with them. So I use that as a motivator because I mean, I think that financial incentive does motivate people. So during the entire year when they're calling people and sometimes let's face it, we all don't come to work with a hundred percent positive attitude, but they know that this is meaningful, not just for the patient, but it's also going to be meaningful for them because I'm going to share part of that bonus with them. And I think that that honestly helps to improve their attitude throughout the entire year because they know that we are providing better care and we are helping our patients. But at the same time, they know that they're going to be reimbursed for it too. I'm glad you raised the issue of money, Dr. Nunes, because these are shared savings contracts where it's based on incentives and trying to align the incentives between your practice, the payer, and the patient's interests. And as you cleverly pointed out, you've been able to align your staff's interests as well. But can both of you talk a little bit more about how the revenue from these contracts is, one, how much of a motivating factor is it, and how much of it goes back into patient care? Dr. Pedden? Sure. And, and I think just as Dr. Nunez brought up, there's so many ways that you can use value-based savings to benefit your practice. You want to make sure that you reward everybody from the front of the house to the back of the house with the hard work that they've done during the year. And so that's a great way to use some of the funds is to really reward folks who are working pretty hard to earn those savings. But there are also things that we can do that really make their work much easier for them as well. 
a simple example, like if you have old school blood pressure cuffs, go out and buy automated blood pressure cuffs that cycle to reduce that intensity of work for your MAs. So you can buy new equipment and things that make their job easier. You can expand your staff, right? So who doesn't need more staff? And it's very hard to get staff these days, as we all know, in medicine. And so if you can pay your staff a little bit more and you can be more competitive, you can recruit some nice people into your private practice who will work hard. So I'd say equipment, rewarding your staff, raising salaries, maybe sending them for additional education, buying new like furniture and equipment, or doing things actually for your patients as well. Dr. Nunes, you've already told us how you incentivize your staff on some of the work. Anything else you're doing with the extra revenue? I would agree with Dr. Patton as far as staff is huge. When someone comes into a primary care practice, whether it's family practice or internal medicine or whatever, I mean, they really are kind of part of our medical family. I mean, if you came in, it would be, hey, Sean, I got you checked in. Go ahead and have a seat. We'll be with you in a minute. If you've ever been there before, nine times out of 10, you don't have to tell us who you are because we know who you are. That doesn't happen if you have constant staff turnover. So one of the things, just like Dr. Patton said, I try to pay my staff well enough that honestly, they're not going to get paid better anywhere else. And I can't do that if I'm not making any money. I mean, I can't pay them well if I don't have any money coming in. And so shared savings allows me to have enough money to pay my staff, not a crazy amount, but at least enough that they know that their work is being appreciated and they're being paid a reasonable amount of money for that work. And that they can't really go anywhere else and get paid a better salary. I have over the last 10 years, I probably have 70 or 80% staff retention. So a large part of what I do is I try to maintain the staff that I have. So I'm not constantly having to retrain people, bring new people in, have substitute people come in to fill in. And like Dr. Patton said, having enough staff, most practices, they have just enough staff, just, I mean, just enough so that anyone gets sick, anyone's out, things start to be missed. And we have a little bit more than we need. So we have a buffer and I can do that because of Allidate. That's great to hear. You know, when Allidate started the thinking, I believe around one of the main things that we done with shared savings was to grow staff, but that was in a different economic period. You know, it wasn't so inflationary. The healthcare labor market wasn't so tight. So it's interesting to hear in the real world that now what it's being used so importantly to do is just to maintain staff, you know, so you have staff that know your patients and can keep giving good care. We're certainly glad to hear that it's, that it's getting used like that. So talking about this as a team sport, not just the patient and, and your practice, but sometimes the health plan, the payer makes a difference too. And I understand that Florida Blue has been an engaged and innovative partner in this as well. Dr. Patton, can you speak to your experience actually working with Florida Blue with these patients? Sure, absolutely. So you know, as a practicing physician, and then even more importantly, as a regional medical director, I meet with Florida Blue with our staff at Allidade very, very regularly. And it's been a great partnership because we often see things when we are analyzing the data and looking at how we're caring for patients. And we're able to go back to Florida Blue, who works with us to discover even more ways that we can leverage the health of the population. So it's been a really great relationship, and they've always been willing to help us to get whatever information that we need to continue improving the care for our patients. And Dr. Nunes, how about you? What's your experience been with this health plan? So with Florida Blue, I agree with Dr. Patton. So before I was a part of Allidade, we were still actively involved with Florida Blue. And we would contact the Florida Blue representative and we would primarily focus on what healthcare measures had we not met and how, how could we meet those. So whether it was getting the mammograms better, getting the A1Cs better, getting the blood pressure better. So whatever list of measures they had, 
since partnering with Fortablue and Alliday together, it is a much more robust partnership. Just the information is better, more timely. The information is more comprehensive. So we had a relationship before, but I guess it's, it's just better. The partnership is better when you have better data is what I'm saying. And so with a combination of Validate and Florida Blue, it's been much more powerful, I guess would be the best way that I would say it. So you both have talked about the importance of Florida Blue as a good partner, but you've got patients that have all sorts of different insurance coverages. How does this work for them? So the beauty of the Allidate app is it really is payer agnostic. It really doesn't matter what payer my patient belongs to. And we all know that when you come into the, the clinic to get health care, it doesn't matter who your payer is, you're all, you're all going to get the same good care. But the Allidate app allows me to deliver the same level, high quality care to all my patients and have that information at the point of care that I would not have had in the past because through that relationship between Medicare and Allidade in the ACO, we have access to the claims data that opens up that world of knowledge that allows us to provide that care. So the app really allows me to bring my game up for every patient I take care of, no matter what their contract is. Yeah, I think we've tried to build tools and workflow and coaching that is, as you say, Dr. Patton, payer agnostic that will work with every payer. But we hear repeatedly from physicians like you and others, payer does matter. If the payer comes to the table in the spirit of cooperation and good faith and commitment to the partnership, the tools and workflows and everything work that much better. So we can be payer agnostic, but we do prefer committed payers. Correct. Yeah. I mean, because if Florida Blue didn't make it possible, if they didn't share the information, if they weren't willing to work with us, none of that would have been possible. One of the things we haven't touched on is you both are in independent practice. We've gone through over a decade of consolidation around the country, first driven by health systems and more recently driven by payers. Optum is now the largest employer of physicians in the United States. And yet here we are with two people running independent practices. So one, have you had opportunities to lose your independence? And if so, why have you chosen to stay independent? Why is that important to you? So I will share with you that my first 30 years as a physician, I worked in the largest single-payer system in the world. We drive around big gray ships called the United States Navy. Uh, and when I retired and I decided to practice medicine in my local community, I actually was employed for four years. And I left being an employed physician largely because I really wasn't happy being an employed physician. And so for a while, I worked as residency faculty and then ultimately decided to go into private practice and join an ACO and loved the work so much. I came to work for Allidade. And I will tell you, having worked in you know hospital environments, academic environments, government, private practice, employed practice. I tell all the young physicians that I mentor or work with, there is a better way forward for you in the future as an independent physician in value-based care, working with a ACO partner that can help you to not only give great care to your patients, but sustain a practice that not only survives, but thrives. And I think that that's been my experience moving from that employed sector into independent practice in the value-based world. For me, I would never go back. My experience was a little bit different. I started right out of residency, went into a multi-specialty physician-owned group. I was happy there for many years, but then we got bought out by a hospital. 
And but we were part of the hospital system for several years. I served out my contract with them. And kind of like you, I was very dissatisfied with the hospital not being charged of things and not being run specifically by physicians. My hands were tied. I had no control over my staff. I lost so, so much control of so many things that were essential to quality healthcare that I was like, there's no way I'm going to continue with this. How can I practice like this? How can I take care of people like this? I'm like, there is no way. I don't care if I make less money. My patients are going to suffer. I'm going to be miserable. They're not going to be taken care of. So even because I knew I was going to take a pay cut, I left. The money wasn't worth it. I, I can't take care of people like this. So I left the group that I'd been with before that was now owned by the hospital system and joined another independent physician group, Medical Associates of Brevard. And I've been there for the last 10 years now. And I'm very pleased with it. I mean, I had the autonomy to make decisions. So if I have staff members that are incompetent, I can let them go or I can train them. But I have the choice. If the insurance payer, whoever it is, is only paying me 80 cents on the dollar, I don't have to stay with them. If they don't want to work with me, I don't have to stay with them. But I didn't have any of that choice before. And do you think it is actually still a pay cut, even with the revenue you're earning from these shared savings contracts? With the shared savings contracts, it has been much better. And uh, it has been a financial improvement. And so I'm very pleased with that. I love that I got to partner with Allidate. I feel like it's improved my quality of care. It's improved my income, but even if it hadn't improved my income, I still wasn't going to go back to the hospital. If you've ever been in a job where you felt like this is just the way it's going to be and you have no say over it, I'm just not going to live like that. Thank you for sharing I can that. tell you, Dr. Israel, that there's another physician that I work with and we both are what I call recovered employed physicians, but we both, not even taking in value-based savings consideration we both make more as independent providers than we did when we were employed. And we're working less hours because we're both moms. Again, that's why I tell the, the young physicians, there's a better way forward for you. Be smart and learn what your options are and partner with an ACO and be in value-based care and be independent if you can. Because honestly, I make more as an independent physician than I would in a hospital system. Well, Dr. Christopher Nunez of Spyglass Primary Care in Melbourne, Florida, and Dr. Maureen Patton in Pensacola, Florida. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your experience. And uh, congratulations on the great work and the great success with Florida Blue and, and all your patients. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. The ACO Show now has a mailbag. Submit your questions, compliments, or episode ideas to acoshow at alliday.com. This show was produced by Leanne Horst, Alana Coogan, Rebecca Raymond, and Stuart Taylor. Check out more of our show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening.